Welcome to the Twisted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, broadcasting from our studios in East Tennessee and Central Florida, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Welcome back, everybody, to the Twisted Travelers Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Jack. Say hi. Hey, everybody. And uh, as you know, we like to jump straight into our weekly news. We don't have a... Oh, we're going that fast this week? Big week. I mean, sure, why not? What else is there to say? I don't know. We could talk about the weather. You have anything, Jack? Nope. Let's go to the news. Now, you stopped me. You got to say something. I stopped you. Um, hmm. Let's just go straight to weekly news. That sounds like a fun okay. idea. Okay. So our week isn't that big. Our no. first story we have um, is from BGW fans, which is very credible. And they have been talking about the potential theme for their 2021 coaster. Now, obviously, if this thing happens, it's kind of like up in the air right now with everything going on. But if it does happen, they say that it will be themed to a similar theme to Drakenfire, which I like a lot. Yeah, everything seems to be playing into the fact that they want to kind of play off the whole Drakenfire thing because, and of course, this is all coming from BGW fans, and they haven't published their official article yet, but what we have seen is several tweets from them with a dragon emoji and fire emoji put together. We get Drakenfire. And I'm with you. I think it's, I think it's really cool because I don't. I mean, there are going to be the parents who will remember, but the younger generation is not going to know it. So I think you can use it that way and get away with it. But it's also cool to just pay like homage to your older rides. So yeah, I I always like it when parks pay homage to things like that, and most of the times it's just through like little Easter eggs. But this time they're going like full on. It looks like I'm gonna yeah, guess. And, like I don't want to be like drag other perks into it but i will just for like the moment like king's island has always done a great job of this for me especially with like beast son of beast and even with son of beast being gone there are always things popping up referencing outpost five like everywhere you, like banshee that whole area action zones just littered with son of beast references which i love so, yeah i i'd say uh if a park is looking for a way to have like a good theme but do it cheaply or is having a hard time coming up with something just reuse something that everybody loved in the past nobody will complain about it and our second story we have is indiana beach yeah so this we've been talking about this thing a lot a lot a lot and we knew last week they were going to reopen but they did finally officially say we are planning on reopening this year now all this is of course based off if COVID-19 goes away and parks can safely reopen, but they are fully planning on a summer 20 open. And we actually, I was wrong. It was a Kentucky Kingdom. I was but, also wrong. And I think we were both probably wrong and can enjoy the fact that we were, because I think this is equally as good as either of those options have been. Yeah, if just it better. being open is good. Um, well, of course... So the, a man named Gene Staples um, from Chicago, Illinois, bought the park. We've been doing a little bit of research on him, as I'm sure most 
an equity group out of Chicago, and so he knows how to invest in properties, which is something I think is going to really benefit this park, because this park, it needs some TLC. I haven't been there, but you look at pictures of this place, and you can tell it needs a little bit of TLC. Yeah, I'm excited just to see it reopening. I know they're going to be doing track work for Hoosier Hurricane, which is always a positive thing to see a classic wooden coaster getting uh, track work done, and I really hope I can get back or get to it whenever I can. Um, awesome CCIs. It's yeah, you know, it's always good when you have something reopen, especially because Indiana Beach is loved by so many enthusiasts. It would have sucked to see it actually, you know, go. Yeah, for sure. I think and that was one of those things. I think when it, it's like no one ever thought it could happen, and it looked like it was going to happen, and of course it's not. So definitely looking forward to seeing what they do with the park um i do know he also says he's a theme park enthusiast oh yeah does that mean the question i ask is does he as theme park enthusiast like crazy off the deep end spins like his summers traveling the country in the world like a lot of us do or is that more of a oh yeah i really like theme parks and this is the one i grew up going to and it was in trouble so i bought it type thing yeah uh, my my question is: Is he actually a theme park enthusiast, or yeah. is he just kind of saying that to appeal to us? I wonder. Again, it could go either way, but I'm definitely intrigued, and I think I'm gonna wish him the best of luck. I hope this goes well for him. So, yeah. Our uh, third so, story: yeah, Kentucky Kingdom. So Kentucky. you you know about this one. More than yeah, me. so my dad and I were out running errands earlier today, and we talked about Kentucky Kingdom last week and how they said they were going to open, and then all that kind of disappeared. Well, today, while we were out running errands, my dad got an email saying Kentucky Kingdom is planning on opening on June 1st-ish, so in the range of the first week of June. And they were giving out ticket prices, which, if you remember last summer, I think your family did it too, where you got like a $30 ticket and you got two days and drinks and all that. Wasn't it like a Coaster Kids promotion? Well, it was that. The park offered it too. And it was offered to A's. They're offering it to everyone this year. If you're signed up for their email thing, they sent an email blast out today saying, you want to buy it $24.95 for one day or $29.95 for two days, I think. so. If you need Kentucky Kingdom tickets, do that. Cause, I mean, two days at a theme park, theme park and water park, and you get drinks. I mean, that's 30 bucks for some of the best coasters out there. That's not a bad deal. I'm sure we'll get a lot of business once, uh, once we actually know when Hollywood Nights is going to be. Well, and I, Dad and I were talking, and I said, we were talking about it. Just imagine if Kentucky Kingdom is the only park open the enthusiasts are going to flock. <laughs> it's going to be uh, a madhouse. Weren't they planning on having an enthusiast event this year? Have they said anything about it? They were, and it, they were piggybacking off Hollywood Nights. It was going to be the day after Hollywood Nights. Yeah. I think they've pretty much said, we're postponing it. I have a feeling they're just waiting to see what Holiday World does. Probably. Because, I, I mean, that was going to be the whole thing. It always worked that way, where you'd have the people at Holiday World for Hollywood Nights. And then the day after, there would be a bunch of people at Kentucky Kingdom. So mm-hmm. they were just going to make an official event out of it because they knew they were going to get the guests. So why not just make an event? Yeah, but makes sense to me. The other thing this brought up to my 
when I was talking about this today is I want to know, because Kentucky Kingdom says this is our goal. We're pretty much set on making this happen. We've seen a lot of stuff out of parks, um, especially Cedar Point and Kings Island, like four to six weeks notice to open. Mm-hmm. And so you, I was real curious, and I, my big thing was, well, what type of situation is Dollywood in? Because, of course, Cedar Point and Kings Island never opened this year. Dollywood was open for a day, and while it was just a day, how much do they have to do to actually prepare to reopen the park, as opposed to a park like Cedar Point, which hasn't been open? I think the same could be applied to Busch Gardens, Tampa, SeaWorld parks. I was about to say. Open for this, like, is it still a four to six week process, or can they do it quicker since they've already been open some this year? Yeah, I'm gonna guess quicker. Just because they're they're more used to having everything ready quicker, you know, with, with it always being open. I mean, even mm-hmm. if it's just like overnight stuff, just cleaning the park up overnight, I feel like they're more experienced with doing stuff faster in a way, sure. if you get what I'm saying. Well, especially I, parks I, like the Florida parks that seem to open at the crack of dawn and close after midnight sometimes. Yeah, I, I hope they open. Fairly soon, because I, I need Iron Quality. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of it's just going to come down to how fast can they get the employees? How fast can they get, like, food shipments in? Because most of the parks just gave all their food to charity. Um, yeah. I saw it on Twitter today that there's, like, some place in California where they've got the Galaxy's Edge Coke bottles on uh, wholesale. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> I have one of them. I didn't, I didn't want to look be that guy at TSA security walking through with like 10 just different Coke bottles. Mm-hmm. So I have the whole collection. So I just got one. Yeah. I already got some weird looks walking through with a roller coaster wheel. Oh yeah. They, yeah, they were they, like, they detected or anything. Oh yeah. They were like, they, so that's, that's a fun story. So we're going through, it's like 7am at LAX. And they scan the bag, everything's normal, everything's fine. And of course, I'm watching their faces, because I know it's in there. And the guy just kind of goes, hmm? And so, of course, pass through, he's like, hey, can we look in your bag? And he starts pulling through, I, I know what he's looking for, because it's at the bottom, and he pulls it out. He's like, what's this? I'm like, it's a roller coaster wheel? His next line, I had to, like, resist the urge to laugh. Did you steal it? Like well, you have, it was Colossus wheel, right? It was yeah, it's a Colossus wheel. It's over there. And it's I actually just finished polishing it the other day, and I finally yeah. moved it into my room. Um, yeah, so he's like, "You steal it?" And I'm like, "No, I bought it uh, from Six Flags Magic Mountain to benefit charity because it did go to the roller coaster preservation funds." So, <laughs> yeah, all Your twenty dollars. Best twenty dollars of paperweight I've ever spent. I'm not gonna, yeah. I, but. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I'll never forget the look I got when I went through security with a roller coaster wheel. I mean, like solid, like steel. That's pretty yeah. big, too. So, our next story we have is about the Vacoma Firestorm. One of them opened somewhere, I'm pretty sure in Asia. Um, and we got a POV of it. Nah. It looked very, very good. It, there were parts of it that reminded me of Copperhead Strike, parts that remind you of Maverick. It just looks overall awesome. That that first like top hat element thing, you just like hang at the top and look down for a minute. 
And that spiral drop where it literally does like a 270 under itself, that thing just yeah. looks so weird. This ride looks like a best of everything. Like yeah, you got it's like bits a of Maverick and bits of, of Copperhead Strike, just the bits of all these roller coasters we love just crammed into one ride, which looks fantastic. So we have a lot to look forward hey, to Dollywood. with Abyssus. Dollywood. You see that ride over there? I know I know you've had your issues with launch coasters. It just ignore those issues. I mean, it, it worked with this one. We haven't heard about any downtime and Formula Energy Landia, I don't know of any downtime, so I think they could trust Vacoma. Yeah. And I've worked with Vacoma recently, so That's true. But yeah, okay. it, it looks awesome. Yeah. Also the color scheme. I really like that too. I really it's liked just... it also. So, um, so some news out of the UK, Tornado Springs at Paltons Park has been postponed till 2021 because of the virus. Yeah, this is sad for, I, we don't have any European listeners yet, but when we do, this is sad for them. I know there are a ton of people looking forward to this ride and the, or that whole themed area. And I mean, it looked fantastic. Like they really did everything to make this land look amazing and they're just going to have to wait a year for it now which is really sad but you know how much i love mock i can guarantee you that ride would be awesome but i mean i've heard the clone of it so uh it's sierra sidewinder right yeah it was fun it's the first ride i rode it not because it was the first thing it's literally the first ride you can get to if you walk in the entrance yeah Um, Yes, I think I rode that ride with my friend Bob from Bob's Coaster Blog. He does a lot of pictures. Go follow him. He's awesome. But yeah, we rode that first thing, and he was like, I'm going to go ride Accelerator now because it's going to be my 300. And I was like, cool, I've got eight more to go to make it my 200. It worked out, though. I looked like Um, a crazy person in line for that kiddie coaster. There was no, everyone else around me was like down like at my waist, and here I am just in line getting some weird looks from parents and stuff. Is that one of the ones with the height requirements or the height max that you could only there was get a height like, max? Yeah, when um, you were at an ace event. Yeah, I was. Well, no, I was. I think I was less than a quarter of an inch away from being over because it had a gracious height max. So I just kind of slouched the whole way through that line to hope and pray. Yeah. But but anyways, with, with Tornado Springs and Storm Chaser, I'm sure the theming was going to be amazing. Sad that, that they're going to have to wait, but I'm sure it's going to get done right and it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, and I think I think I saw somewhere that they're talking about opening around Easter next year, which is roughly what they were planning on this year originally too, I believe. But Yeah. Um, and our last news news story we have is out of Trips Drill, and they're dueling, racing, whatever you want to call it, Vacoma, Family Boomerang, and STC are ready for testing. We know that the Family Boomerang has already started, and the STC now has trains on the track. Um, you know, Vacoma Boomerang, that's cool and all, but I think we can both agree that the STC looks amazing, and we're most excited for that. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially after find, riding my first, like, new gen of Vacoma suspended coaster, and it was just a family one. It's Dragonflyer. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it pulls some decent force, so to think that they're going to, like, 
cramming versions in and with the same trains, like mm. even. Yeah, lap yeah. bars on an invert like that are going to be awesome. And plus, those trains are just comfy. Like I the would... color scheme looks awesome. The gold Again, color schemes—they knocked it out of the park with that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to see how the the different trains interact because I haven't yeah. looked at like the layouts too much. Even if there are like an, I wonder if there's like, an overhead or if we even know the full layouts. There I was some um, pictures. Not I think many there pictures. was a No Limits too. Someone tried to make them, and it was. They were pretty good. Yeah. Part of the, I mean, No Limits 2, I love the software. Heck, I've put thousands of, I've put a thousand plus hours into it. But when it comes to dueling coasters, it's not the greatest because you, when you make a POV, it's not like you can turn your head to actually see the train next to you as well. Yeah. So it's harder to judge like the interactions in that, but it definitely looked like a cool layout. I'll have to dig it up and see if I can find that for you. Yeah, I'll have to look for it after we're done here. So that's going to do it for our news. Not too much. Not really any huge news stories. I mean, Indiana Beach reopening is pretty big, but... We kind of already knew that was happening, and we just got to say it's confirmed. Yay! Yeah. And so now, segment two. Off topic. What's going on, Jack? I mean, not really much of anything. I'm still working. Um, I made pretzels. That was fun. It was labor-intensive, but it was fun. Sounds like you had an exciting week. Yeah, like, best week of my life. Super exciting. Oh, yeah. So amazing. What about you? So, like I said last week, I've just been looking forward to the draft. Watched pretty much every single minute of it because i've had like nothing else to look forward to really yeah it was was worth it wasn't it like the first televised sporting event like i mean there was a couple small things and like taiwanese sports but nothing i I walked downstairs the other day and my dad was watching pro dodgeball i was like it's come to this really i mean that's not that's not too bad no but compared to like football basketball nascar even golf I mean, yeah. Oh, I know that eventually they're going to have like a, a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, and I forget who else it was. They're going to have like a charity golf tournament or something. I don't know when it's going to be, but that I sounds mean, entertaining enough. If you can, if you are a person, I, I play golf and I watch golf. It's a sport that takes love to watch. Yeah, I I watched it once and it was all right, but. And I've only played I'll tell it once. You, the best match I've ever watched was when Tiger won the Masters last year. Yeah. Because that was just a crazy match to watch, but I definitely mm. prefer playing. Yeah. But I just watched the draft. I was very happy with how the Bucks did, especially with Tristan Wirfs, Antoine Winfield, and Tyler Johnson, all guys I've wanted us to get for a while. And so also... I gotta ask, okay. what do you think your chances are this year? For for what? For the Super Bowl? For... Yeah, let's just say Super Bowl. Let's just say it. Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to get my my expectations up too high, but I'd say we have a decent shot. I think we're definitely one of the better teams in the league now. If we don't make the playoffs, I'll be disappointed. But if we don't win the Super Bowl first year, I'll be okay with it. But I think our odds improved once we got 
once we got Gronk. We, I mean, we traded for Gronk this week, and I was so happy. We stole him from the Patriots. Can we? Do, I mean, you stole like everyone from the Patriots. Yeah, pretty much. Edelman next. Come on. But I, I'm so excited for this season. I've never looked forward to a football season more in my life. And I mean, I still got to represent the Titans, but if you ask me, I got money on the Bucks going. Really? I, the Titans have a decent shot. Hey, after our two upset, I think I said, I mean, last season I was doing, I was really happy at the end of last season. Yeah, especially after only being the sixth seed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, when was the Titans? It's one of those things. Last year was the first year I think they really got taken seriously by the state of Tennessee because they were always like, oh, we have a pro football team. You have Derrick Henry to thank. Yes, for sure. So. That was off topic. Yeah. Moving on to ride of the week. We're down to two choices on our B&M invert. So we're going to do one Stall this again. week. And we're going to do one next week. So this week's choices are Alpengeist or Talon. And it's going to be interesting. We've done the other two we've both written. Only one of us has written each of these. So you'll get one actual review and one I've watched the POV review. Okay, yeah. So. I have the wheel, the wheel ready. ready. Yes. Spin the wheel. Right, I'm spinning. Woohoo! Spin, spin, and spin. The winner is Alpengeist. Okay. Alpengeist. Okay. It's so like Chris has written Alpengeist. And I Alpengeist. Have not. Let's see. Where should I start with Alpengeist? Well, it's at one of the best parks I've been to. I love Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. And I love Alpengeist, too. It is my. Third favorite invert, I believe. The the top two are the ones we've talked about in the other two weeks. Um, but this thing is extremely intense. Definitely one of the most intense inverts I've done. I love the little plaza area it's in. I think it's just got an overall really nice look to it. How it goes over the Rhine, kind of. I think it's the co yeah the Cobra roll like goes a little over the Rhine right next to uh, Griffin's second inversion. It does a really good job interacting with its landscaping and everything, interacting with bridges. Um, I know a lot of people complain about headbanging in some of the elements that it has, but I personally hardly had any headbanging. I mean, I, I leaned my head forward, and I could definitely feel that you get whipped quite a bit through the Cobra Roll, but I didn't think it was that bad. I also got to write it before they like made the trims way, way worse. So that was an extra, extra little gift. I wrote it like a month before they made it almost come to a complete stop. And I also really like the second half, how it kind of has fake snow underneath it and you'll get real close. Alpengeist, in my opinion, is an awesome ride. Also, tallest BM inverted coaster in the world. That drop is really, really cool. And it has an awesome color scheme and a unique looking lift, which is also really cool in my opinion. Alpengeist, definitely one of the best inverts out there in my opinion. I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Um, so I haven't written it. Also, I hopefully get to rise it later this year. Um, but a lot of the aesthetic stuff, just looking at pictures, I love the look of the lift till. The color scheme's awesome. It really does look like it plays well with the park's terrain and really just works great with that park. It does look like one of the more top tier inverts. Um, 
I, it just looks like an all-around solid ride. And I was going to say, it's probably the closest you've ever gotten to snow, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's Everest, and I've been to Blizzard Beach. Oh, okay, okay. No, um, um, definitely looks like a fun ride. So hope to ride it this summer. Another thing I'd like to say about it is the queue. You. The queue is really well landscaped, and I really like the queue. And when you get in the station, I like how they have like the, the black diamonds above like a sign with it and it just was really well like had a really good atmosphere it's like a classic bush gardens ride where it's not necessarily theming but just looks really really good overall in the queue in the station yeah i think there is like a story like it's supposed to be like a haunted ski lift or something mm-hmm. like a ghost but, of the alps or something yeah but there's you, they don't tell the story. It's just one of the things that's implied, which is nice. You got to do your research to know it, but it's still just like you can mm-hmm. tell that there's something. Yeah. So there's our thoughts on Alpen Guys. So next week is Talon, which I have written and Chris has not. And we're going to have mm-hmm. fun with that one, I think, because I like Talon. Yeah. And I, I know you do. I really like Talon. Moving on, though, uh, moving into this week in history, which is kind of going to just boil over to the back half of the show. But Six Flags Over Texas has a couple of coasters that are celebrating birthdays. So Yes. Um, this we'll week, start. three of them have a birthday. Yeah. One of um, them being the first RMC. Yep. New, New Texas, Texas Giant, Titan, and Shockwave. Mm. So you've written all three of these. I have written a semi-clone of one of them. Kind of, yeah. It's close enough to where I can probably still make judgments about it, but they're not the same ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, your thoughts on them? And I mean, we all, of course, know what New Texas Giant did for the industry. I mean, RMC, and we're going to talk about RMCs in a bit. But yeah. the other two, I think, also are, I mean, Chorskoff in general, really good rides. And I'm in one of the people, I thought the <laughs> The one I've written Goliath, and I thought it was actually like an, a pretty decent coaster. I mean, it's not a B&M hyper, but it was still a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Texas Giant, obviously, was the first RMC. And with that and watching POVs, you know, it, it seems like just repetitive with airtime hills and no inversions. You know, this was when RMC like first started getting into it. Obviously, they wanted to see what, what limits they had. So I kind of expected this to be like definitely one of the worst RMCs I had ridden going into it, which still was going to be awesome, but not the best is what I was thinking. And um, when I got there, it completely exceeded my expectations. This was my first experience with the Gerstlauber trains on an RMC. I prefer them a lot to the actual RMC trains. They're just way more comfortable. Um, We can talk about that too in a minute. Strong, I thought. Which kind of surprised me. It gets a little weak in the second half, which I expected, so I, I wasn't really disappointed with that. And it is repetitive. Uh, I like the the tunnels at the end and the little wave turn sort of things they have. Just like looks really nice in general. It's one of the few Six Flags rides that I can look at and just appreciate the atmosphere around it and everything. The trains look awesome too. Isn't the um, station themed like somewhat? I don't remember the station too well. It is. Like, I remember there are some little nice touches, but I don't remember any, like, theming, theming. I feel um, like I've seen pictures of it just looking not like a generic, like, plop-down station. Oh, yeah. It's not, like, concrete. It's, like, 
wood and okay i think it was like some texas flags and stuff so yeah it, it looks really nice in general and uh exceeded my expectations by far and then there's there's titan which just like gives you a terrific sense of speed the drop like even though it doesn't give a whole lot of airtime, you can really tell you're going 80 miles an hour and the yeah. tunnel is awesome at the bottom um i don't know about texas but riding goliath out at magic mountain you could feel the temperature difference once you got into that tunnel like it got cold oh, yeah. and then get hot again yeah uh, i went in uh november and it was already cold outside but it got a lot colder once you went in that tunnel and uh the helixes you know or the helixes however you say it everybody talks about that part because it's super intense i personally didn't gray out but like you could still feel the g's a lot um it was my first experience with guy Ovenola, and it was a pretty positive one uh, yeah. it's no bnm but it's pretty good yeah magic mountain doesn't have the helix but there i did gray out at the very end on my first night but it was like 90 something degrees out that day and the trains were moving that was the only yeah. time i grayed out though on that on a Givenola hyper so yeah. Um, and then the last ride that has a birthday is uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. Now, you've told me before that like all the people in Ace rave about this ride, right? Yeah, this thing gets crazy good reviews, and I think you're probably you're gonna make some people over on the Drunk Riders podcast happy. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was anything super special. Like, you know, you can appreciate it because it's Shorshkov, and uh, the two loops are intense. I grayed out a little bit, but not too much. And people say, like, this thing gives crazy ejector in the second half. Like, there was some airtime, but it wasn't, like, ejector. It was it was okay. But I, I like the setting of it. Um, I have a big appreciation for it because within the first two hours of the park being open, not many rides were open. Shockwave was, though, after looking around, trying to find something. So I was very happy about that. Uh, I got front row. And this thing sways a lot too, if you look at it. I don't know if you've seen video or anything, mm -hmm. but when it goes through like the the second turnaround, it sways a whole lot. But it, it's a good ride. Not not anything super special, I thought though. Uh, this is another one of those coasters. I don't know if I've actually ever watched the POV for it. I don't think I had going into it either. I just heard about the airtime and the loops. Yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those rides I hear so many rave reviews about that I've really, I've had a couple of experiences where I really let those hype me up and I got off extremely disappointed. So oh, I really yeah. try not to let that happen anymore because the two coasters that has happened with me on, one of them was Maverick, which five years has started, it's like, okay, this ride actually is really good. It just took me a while to see it. And the other one is El Toro. I've only ridden it once, though, so I still don't really care yeah, for it. <laughs> I, I wasn't really disappointed by Shockwave, because uh, I'm like you. Whenever I, I hear about a ride, that like, and I get a lot of hype for it, mm -hmm. I really try to keep my expectations fairly low, and especially when it's like when it's something like Shockwave, because the only other pretty big-sized Schwarzkopf I've ridden is Mindbender, and that was a long time ago, and I don't really remember it. So, like, when it comes to something that's kind of unknown, like, I have no idea what it's really going to feel like, I definitely lower my expectations as much as I can. Yeah, you're just cursed with Mindbender. How many times have you tried to ride? I've, since, I think, 2018, I've been to the park twice, tried to ride it. 
one of the times at an hour long line and I needed the rest of the credits. And then um, the other time, it was closed for weather, I think, because Goliath yeah, yes. was closed too. I remember you said the weather got bad because you were on your way up here to s- stay with me for a couple days. Yep, and I got to ride Twisted Cyclone twice, and then that was it because everything else was closed. Oh, and the dark ride, the DC Rivals, or not oh, the DC, not DC Rivals, the, just the the Justice the Monster League one. one. No, I did the Justice League one because my oh. sister likes those. So yeah, yeah that's fun. that's the rides. Three of the top four at Over Texas. Uh, all yep. very good, and I love Over Texas a lot. Yeah. Happy birthday uh, to all of them. Yep, and I hope to get there maybe this year. Probably not, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But moving away from that, we talked a little bit about it. We're going to talk about RMC some more, though. We're just going to go ahead and... we were This week was really slow. We didn't really have anything to do. So we said, well, well let's just kind of rank our RMC coasters and talk about different things but before we get into that let's talk about the trains because you mentioned those and so we'll say the gerslauer trains the legacy trains and the second gen trains rank them i want to hear what you think okay just to be clear the, the second gen are the ones on steel vengeance yeah and... steel vengeance okay. twisted timbers iron glossy all right and so... legacy would be something like twisted cyclone lightning mm-hmm. rod such forth Gerslauer, one. Second Gen, two. Legacy, three. Mm-hmm. I, go, I think mine are the same. I, the Gerslauer trains just are really open. Like, and the restraints were so much... The restraints are really what did it. They were just so much more comfortable. Um, I think I'm torn between the Legacy and the Second Gen trains. I'm uh, partial to the Legacy trains. But the second gen trains do give a little bit smoother of a ride experience from what I've told, but it's not much. Yeah, I, I like it's hard to pick between those because personally, I don't really notice much of a difference. The only reason why I will put the second gen in front of the legacy is because, uh, two of the the two coasters with the second gen. There's only two of them, right? Those that are, are open now. Or well, four. the two Everin with them okay therefore steel vengeance twisted timbers untamed and zadra yeah i've read steel vengeance and twisted timbers and both of those like completely blew me away while uh some of the ones with the legacy trains you know like they're obviously really good but i didn't think they were as up there with those like i'm kind of spoiling the list but we'll get into the more exact order in a minute but yeah that's the only reason why i'll put the second gen I could literally go either way. I do the second gen trains just are able to take more of a beating, so I think those are probably the better trains. So I'll go second gen trains second, and the legacy trains. Last. Yeah, it's obvious so. they can take more of a beating because Steel Vengeance literally bumped into itself and it's still fine. <laughs> hey, uh, did the the whole back wheel assembly was missing off one of those trains for like two months though? So on Steel Vengeance, yeah. When I was I there in 2018. Because they only ran two trains for a long time. And when they tried to patch fix the trains, they, instead of getting, since they would have to wait on parts from RMC, they used the third train to repair the other two. And so if you paid attention, the back car of the third train was literally propped up on blocks because they'd taken the wheel assembly off of it. I mean, that's kind of smart. Yeah, I mean, it got the ride back open, so... Yeah. So, so, 
our actual ranking. Yeah, I'll, so we said we were like, oh, we could do our top ten RMCs, and then we both realized we've only written each written nine RMCs. So this is our top nine. We can call it a top ten though. Top ten ish. Round up. So we're within one, so. Yeah, you want to go I'll first let, or me? Well, I think we can both just kind of go first on this one because we have the same number nine. Oh yeah. Um, Wonder Woman at Six Flags Fiesta Texas, and. It's a phenomenal ride. It just falls to the fact that every other ride on this list is just as good, if not... I mean, they're just all so crazy, so... Mm. Yeah, I thought it was good. It just, like... I don't know. It shuffled a little with the restraints. Kind of... Mm, kind of annoyed me in the second half how the restraints hit my neck a lot because of the shuffling. But it still gave, like, insane airtime, and the pacing was awesome. So, it, it's a phenomenal ride. It's just, like Jack said, the others are just better. For me, number eight is a uh, mirrored twin railblazer, and railblazer. I thought it was smoother, and I liked the theme, color, trains. Really, just everything Wonder Woman did was better on railblazer. So that's why I give railblazer the advantage. I know there are other people out there who think it's the opposite way around. I know people th- complain about the potholes, to which I say lightning rod. Yeah. Um, my so. my number eight. So uh, this is one of the differences me and Jack have. He's ridden my number eight, but I haven't ridden his number eight. I haven't ridden Whaleblazer. Um, my number eight is Storm Chaser at Kentucky Kingdom. In my opinion, it's the the weakest of the iBox coasters. I think it's it's awesome. And the first half is extremely aggressive. It has great inversions. The camelback is awesome. The the drop is great. But the second half was a little lacking for me. I felt like the the airtime hills weren't as weak or were were weaker in its finale than a ride like Twisted Timbers and Steel Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's uh. coming up on my list down the line. Um, I will say this, I don't, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, persuade you or anything, but I did not think it ran as good that second day, which was the day you were at Kentucky Kingdom with us. I mm-hmm. thought it ran better on that first day. Yeah. So that, that could literally, that could be it. Or, I mean, it, I agree, it definitely was one of the weaker ones, but Moving on, we'll come back to Storm Chaser in a minute. Moving on, my number seven, I think this is probably one of my more controversial ones. Not the most controversial one, but um, Iron Rattler. I really like this ride, and I really, I mean, I really did enjoy it. But it just, I could tell when I rode it. It's like they still were figuring out how much they could push the track and push the trains. Because it's mm-hmm. definitely not as aggressive. And this is another one of those rides. Like I was expecting an aggressive coaster, and the airtime is there. It's just, it's not Steel Vengeance or Twisted yeah. Timbers. It just felt tamer. Yeah, I, I'd say that that is a little controversial of an opinion. But I know you like. There's other people out there that feel the same. There's a decent amount of them I've I've seen online. Um, my number seven is Twisted Cyclone at Six Flags Over Georgia. Love Twisted uh, Cyclone going back Sunday. Yes, I'm not going Sunday though. Um, <laughs> we wish Twisted Cyclone. I know a lot of people complain about its length, but oh, this ride though, I, yeah, it, it's really awesome. The first drop, in my opinion, is one of the best first drops out there. The turnaround with the two zero G rolls is great. The wave turn is great. The second half is aggressive. The zero G roll in the second half is awesome. I really like, know if the thing has a second half. It's just. 
yeah, all there. It's short, but for what it has, it's just it yeah, for sure. And it's really aggressive. Um, so my number six is Storm Chaser, and like Chris said, I mean it's a phenomenal, phenomenal coaster. Kentucky Kingdom, I mean it's they hit it out of the park with this thing. The barrel roll drop is great. That first Hamelback just sends you to the moon. The whole thing is great, and I think it just falls. It, this whole thing with this list is it just falls to that RMC has done so many coasters that are like next level off the charts insane that mm-hmm. it's like insanely hard to say you're one of the best. But I mean, it is a very solid coaster, and I would gladly ride it all day. Yeah. Um, my number six, we were just talking about it, New Texas Giant. I'm not going to spend too much on it, just. Really long, great airtime. That's all I'll say. Yep. So my number five is Twisted Cyclone. Um, again, I got to ride this thing on Media Day. I had to be one of the luckiest people in the world that day because they assigned us rows that morning. It's like, okay, you're going to be in row... Because I think they were using like rows three through 12 because rows one and two were holding the camera rig. I don't know how I got so lucky as to get the back row. <laughs> and so yeah. for two and a half hours, I had to do nothing but sit there and suffer as I was forced to ride it repeatedly. <laughs> Sounds like such a miserable existence. Oh, I know. So, you poor, poor thing. And I got even luckier because I was in the back. So if you go watch all of, like the YouTube like media people who got to be there, I'm probably in their video. And I was in the seat to where if they had five people, I was in the seat that got to stay in the back row. So I was I was super happy. But yeah, and I mean the whole ride just bang, 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 bang. It's just one thing after another. The length is the only thing against it, but what it lacks in length, it makes up for in literally every other aspect. So number five for me is Iron Rattler. Um, I agree with Jack that it's not the most forceful RMC, but I mean, it has a it has a quarry wall, so it kind of makes up for it. Yeah, the quarry wall me. drop was the best part, and I did ride this thing in like a cold day in October, so, I. so I may not have gotten the best rides on it. Yeah, I uh, I thought the first drop was great. I thought the drop off the quarry was great. The zero G roll was great. The little section that a lot of people say kills pacing at the top was fun. Um, I just wish it had better operations. Oh, that's God. that's my big knock on it. It had some of the worst stops I've ever seen. We will pull, There's probably going to be a week eventually where we have to just take a break, and I will just go ahead and say, when we take a break, we'll post one of our old test episodes, and we'll post that one so people can hear that story. Yeah, one of the weeks when one of us is out getting new credits for uh Or sick for or summer. something and just can't record. or Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a whole. I think it's that was IAPA week because we was like zero cars. Oh, and Texas. Yeah, it was my my Texas trip report that week. So we'll yeah we'll pull that one out of the archives one day. But mm-hmm. moving on to number four, this was in my top ten coasters until this summer, and then I got a bunch of new ones in my top ten. Um, Twisted Timbers, uh, and this thing just like. Steel Vengeance was like the appetizer. This and the entree, this thing was just like dessert. Those three airtime hills are like all I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this thing's just 
crazy. The drop is fantastic, especially in the back row. And then it's just crazy nonstop until you hit the brakes after that. Mm -hmm. My number four is Outlaw Run. Uh, I absolutely love Silver Dollar City. I love it so much. And this is one of the reasons why. Outlaw Run is a great ride. It's got a great setting. Uses terrain. It's pretty short, and it is, I'd say, tied for the roughest RMC if you're on the back. Luckily, it had no row or no weight, so I just sat in the front, got a bunch of rides on it. There's great airtime. Uh, the double barrel roll is a fantastic finale where you like just hang through the last one and pull into the brakes, and it's like good atmosphere, good theming in the queue, and everything. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of the top tier RMCs, I'd say. So, moving on to number three, and this is where I start to make people not like me, and they question me being a legitimate enthusiast. Steel Vengeance. So, here's the thing with this coaster. Me and this coaster, it was my 100th coaster. It's got a special place in my heart for that, so I give it that. But when I got to ride it last summer, I don't know. I... I have talked with so many people. It was the middle of July. It was a pretty hot day. I mean, it wasn't like unbearably hot, but it was hot enough. And I don't know what it was, but those rides just were so lackluster. Like everything I remember about the ride being intense and like literally having me like have bruises on my thighs and just the craziness, it just wasn't there on my last couple rides on this thing. And that really like, I left. See your point, and I was like, I just don't think it's as good as I remember it being. So it really did take a plummet in my rankings this year. I mean, it's still in my top 15 coasters, but it's not my favorite RMC. It's not my second favorite RMC. And I really do. I'm hoping to go back this summer. We've got fast passes and everything already lined up. So I'm like, literally, I want this thing to get back up on my rankings because I mm-hmm. think it's a great coaster. It's just. It didn't deliver the last time I wrote it. Yeah. My number three is Twisted Timbers at King's Dominion. Um, this was like at the top of my bucket list for a while, and then I got to ride it, and boy, did it live up to its expectations. These these top three are like, I think are just way above all the others. Um, Twisted Timbers, the barrel roll drop, I thought was way better than Storm Chasers. The first three airtime hills are yeah. insanely intense. Thing worked out. And the finale with the, the trick track double up and all the airtime is just crazy. And it's got, once again, good atmosphere and decent theming. It looks good. Definitely in the top tier, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, like I've, it's like you said, these the top coasters on this list are all just insanely good. And my number two... One I never expected to be this high, but it is. It's Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain. And I gotta say, what made this coaster and what makes me love it so much is I got super lucky and I went for CoasterCon and I got to ride it a bunch while it was dueling and that just shot it through the roof on my, like, this is an amazing coaster. Because there's nothing like going through that Top Gun stall and there being someone right underneath you. Like, (laughs) that moment was so amazing. So that's how, I, how often did it duel like during percent. the day or during 
like ERT because during ERT, I think I I made the joke on Reddit the other day. During ERT, it was like nine out of ten trains were dueling. During the middle of the day, maybe once an hour, maybe. And that's not good. The chances of it for those if you follow me on Twitter, I posted it a couple times. I got the bucket shot of it, the train going through the zero G roll and coming underneath it. I got that shot perfectly. It literally took the entire time I was at Magic Mountain to get that shot. Yeah. Like, luck just through the roof to get it. So that was the only time I actually saw a, outside of ERT, a perfect duel. There were other times where it was close, but that was the only time I saw, like, a near-perfect duel. Mm -hmm. Twisted Colossus looks awesome. I really want to ride it. I'm looking at that picture right now. (laughs) My number two is Steel Vengeance at Cedar Point. I semi-agree with what Jack said. The the thing um, that keeps it from being number one for me is that... How do I put this? Uh, I didn't really find it to do anything like crazy, crazy special compared to other RMCs. The way I've always heard it put is it's the greatest hits ride. It's got the best of all the RMCs, but nothing like truly unique. Yeah. like it gets the number two spot because it's a 6,000 foot long RMC and the airtime in the second half was fantastic flying through the, or under the structure and the first half's really good too. But you know, it, it didn't have anything that like just blew me away. It's like, and I'd say it's almost the same with all the others. They didn't have anything super special except for like Allah run and iron rattler kind of have their own special things with a double barrel roll and mm-hmm. the, the dive through, well, the quarry in general, but um, those just weren't as forceful, so that's why they're a little lower. But Steel Vengeance is just the longest and the biggest combination of all of those, so it gets number two because number one yeah. does have something number, special and it does number one. Awesome. Uh, you can probably guess, and it's the same for both of us. Uh, for me, it is not only just my number one RMC; it is my favorite roller coaster of all time, and that is Lightning Rod at Dollywood, the most temperamental piece of southern yellow pine to ever exist go ahead just go on your your long dollywood lightning rod y'all know i love this coaster if you don't know i love this coaster you're gonna know it by the end of this spiel so came became a coaster in 2015 lightning rod got announced it opens in may of 2016 i was in love like in love with this coaster. I have ridden it over 220 times, which is the equivalent of traveling about 150 something miles. It's ridiculous how much I've ridden this coaster. I am just everything about this ride. And it's, it's just fantastic. Everything train, the trains, the terrain, the launch. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the biggest thing this coaster's got going for it too, to make it better than all the others. I mean, there's nothing else like this in the world. It's the only launched wooden roller coaster, and it's the only, besides Maverick, but Maverick's really kind of pitiful compared to this. Where else do you get to be launched up a 200-foot mountain? Yeah. Lightning Rod, uh, for me, is, yeah, it's something special. Like, my first ever big enthusiast trip, my first park was to Dollywood. My most anticipated ride was Lightning Rod. Like, I felt like I was stepping into the world of real big boy coasters with with lightning rod and 
walking up to it, I kind of teared up a little bit because I was so excited. But the launch, well, I still fantastic. tear up every time. Yeah, the the launch is fantastic. The drop is great. The the wave turns are awesome. The quad down is one of the best elements of all time. The theming is great. The trains were the, the old best trains. trains ever. <laughs> the trains were the best trains ever. Uh, like oh, and I love 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 terrain coasters. That's something that just makes the coaster extra special for me. So lightning rod is definitely one of the best rides in the world, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And well, I'll mention I got to ride it plenty of times without trims, and you got insanely lucky last summer and got to ride it during that brief moment of time where they were running it without trims last summer, and you got to do it on the last day they did it. Wasn't it like the last day they operated it for like a week? Like it was closed a week after? The day after you left, or sorry, the day after we were there, the day you left to go home, it was down for two and a half weeks, and when it reopened, they turned. So yeah, we I mean, we just got extremely lucky. Like, and even after that, like the rides we had the rest of the day, it was really just that first one that was trimless. I I remember uh, waiting in the queue, and you and me, we were trying to like look through the windows and just see, are they hitting? Are they hitting? And I remember one specific ride we saw they didn't fire until like way after the train hit. We just both looked at each other and had like the biggest smiles on our face. And, and I remember, I also special. remember my dad and I texting back and forth talking about it because you were like, don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> and so we were texting back and forth and like, so what do you think? Is it running faster or not? Yeah, it, that was a, a special ride. I definitely felt a, a big difference at the top of the hill from my rides I had uh, back in, was I think it was 2018 and R2 that we had later in the day, but that was that was something special. Yeah, Trimless Rod is it's awesome. I mean, there's really nothing else to it, but yeah. I'll take a work I've always said I will take a working rod over a non-working one even if that involves a slightly not as good experience. What if it involves putting a lift hill in? Then I'll take a broken rod. Wow. Really? I Lightning Rod loses most of its amazingness if you get rid of that launch. Hmm. I I'm kind of curious to to try it with a lift. If I ever get around to doing that, No Limits two like recreation of it, we'll, I'll make a version of it with a lift because the whole thing would be if it were if I were going to put a lift hill on it, I would just extend the lift all the way up and then just have it go down the the big 165 foot drop make that the first drop there wouldn't be any false drop or anything. yeah or Which you could also you could do it, the small drop ahead. and just make it like shallower and not as not as long so that you can for sure make it over the top yeah either but no matter what i just i don't think i would like it as much with a lift hill i don't think anybody would but i think it would still be a pretty good ride it probably pretty wouldn't good, be anywhere near it now but it would probably still have some good airtime once it really got its momentum going down the hill yeah i'd say that but i just it'd be a good ride i don't think it'd be the best rmc anymore i could agree with that yeah so uh i think we've rambled about lightning rod enough uh that's gonna pretty much do it for this week's episode let us know if you've got anything you wanna like hear us talk about for next week you got questions comments just let us know reach out to us on twitter or by email 
Next week's show, we're talking about having a guest on. We're going to get up with him and see if he'd be interested in coming on. So hopefully we've got that for you. And with that, I think that's going to do it. So thanks for listening and we'll see you all later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. See you next week.